Welcome to the Happy Healthy Hustle podcast, where we explore the intersection of health, happiness, and productivity. I'm your host, Christiana, and I'm super excited to be here with you today. Today, we have actually a super special guest. This particular episode was recorded via Instagram Live in 2022. And I have an absolute amazing, inspiring woman in wellness star on here. Today, we have Hollis Tuttle. So let me share a little bit about Hollis with you. Hollis is actually now a popular instructor with the Lululemon Studio. And she grew up in Northern California playing soccer and volleyball and became a college triathlete while studying nutritional sciences at Cal Poly here in San Luis Obispo. You can really feel her long-lived passion for movement in her classes, where she's super warm and motivating and she pushes you to work a little bit harder. She has a degree in nutrition and she furthered her nutrition further on with the nutrition school. And what she says, I can't just focus on my activity in nutrition. I have to look at all aspects of my life and making efforts to reduce stress and sleeping more. So let's hear it from Hollis Tuttle. I'm super excited that she's here. And of course, if you have any questions, please let me know. So the, the fun story really is that when I realized, Hollis, that you studied here at Cal Poly, yeah. I felt like it was totally like meant to be. I was like, oh my gosh. And I was in the School of Nutrition. <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. yeah. You were here where I'm working right now. So in a certain yeah. way, we are like collected across the miles. 100%. And oh, I miss that area so much <laughs> i mean like running i used to run avila all the time um you know that bike path out to the beach oh yeah and then i used, then I used to run uh, madonna mountain all the time and then like going back like with my team so i was on uh polly's triathlon team and we did a lot of long runs out into the hills you know beyond campus um and it was such a beautiful place or like long rides. We'd ride down to like what Halcyon or, you know, out uh, east of us. And uh, we'd have our Pelotons, like our girl Peloton, our guy Peloton. And then our coach would just drive back and forth between them. But it was so nice to be out there because we didn't have traffic, right? It was just like us mm -hmm. on the road, maybe a random car or a farm truck or something. I do not ride my bike here in New York City. <laughs> No, maybe just indoors, right? I guess, exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I'm really excited because if you do know Hollis, you know there's lots of energy involved. So if it's, this is your lunch break, you're going to get a little energy booster for the rest of the day. If this is your afternoon break, even better, right? <laughs> the first question is, Hollis, what is your superpower? We're all wondering, <laughs> right? Um, I so appreciate that question. Um, this is funny. I have, I, I would say tenacity. Um, okay. my dad will say stubbornness. <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, once I set my mind to something, I just like bulldoze towards it. Um, and that can be a superpower. It's gotten me, um, through many a difficult situations. Um, it's, 
hindered me at times as well i'll be honest but you know it's it that is life and we learn and um become more aware of how to use that superpower and then when we kind of need to like relax a little bit um mm -hmm. but i think that it's something that i have continued to train throughout the years um mm -hmm. especially as an endurance athlete you have to have the tenacity to push through the lows because no matter how trained you are you're going to have lows and so you you just push through knowing that there's going to be a high on the other side um and a lot of that training transferred to my professional life so as a competitive mm -hmm. triathlete in college you know it was train study train study train study somewhere in there i slept in eight not sure when mm -hmm. and then when i joined the professional world um I used to be in real estate development and project management and you know it's like I I had the experience of being on the bike for 100 miles. I had the experience of running, you know, 20 miles and I knew I could do that. So like whatever problem or task I was dealing with at work that was hard, it was it was nowhere as hard as what I'd been through and that helped me continue like with the task at hand. I don't know if that answers your question. That was like a really long answer. Yeah, it's perfect because in a certain way, um, the way that your character is built really kind of transitions over to multiple parts. And sometimes I tell my students too that, you know, you choose your own pain. So nothing ever really comes without being kind of having the grit and the perseverance to push through. So if you want to be super fit, it's not going to be always easy. So you got to have that tenacity. So let's maybe kind of go to the second question. What's been yeah. your greatest challenge? And why? Challenges in our life, right? <laughs> there have been so many. <laughs> okay. Um, honestly, um, I've been asked this question often before. I, be, I think it's a great question. And the answer that I most commonly give, and the reason why I give this, is because it's had the biggest, longest lasting impact on my life. Mm -hmm. um, and that um, was fighting for my divorce. I was in a very unhealthy um, marriage in my 30s, and I had to fight really hard um, to establish my independence um, once again. And that was all done here in New York City. And to um, recreate myself, I lost myself in that relationship. Unfortunately, it was a very abusive relationship. And um, I did everything that I could to survive. So when I got out of that, I was a shell of a human. And um, to be single and alone on the East Coast uh, in New York City to boot gave me I, a lot of freedom to learn who I truly am and, and when I can be my most happiest, truest self. Um, and so the past six years has been that journey. Mm -hmm. And I am incredibly thankful uh, for everything that I have learned along the way. And I truly love, love my life now and love who I am now. And I don't think I would have this high level of appreciation if I did not have that, unfortunately. I would love to have not had that, <laughs> but yeah. um, but it's part of my life. It's part of who I am. It's part of my foundation, and it helps hold me at True North. Um, and not only did I survive, but I feel like I'm thriving. So um, I think that would probably be the biggest challenge.
It's very inspiring because certainly um, we all have challenges in life. Nobody just ever just kind of scoots through it. And it might appear that way because sometimes people just see the end result of it, which is you now being super happy and strong. But the way to get there, the multiple years of struggling and pushing through is what they maybe don't see. So I really appreciate your honesty in sharing that because it might inspire somebody that's maybe at the beginning of their journey to keep going. Yeah, because they know there is a light at the end of this tunnel that's going to come, you know. Definitely. And and also, I think that it's important not to feel trapped. I mean, I was 40 when I got divorced, right? So I was recreating a whole new life at 40. And I would hate for somebody to think I'm too old. I don't have any options. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't make that change. I would say you're never too old for that. You know, it's it's yeah. you never know how long your life is going to be, and it it's worth the the step, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it, your ultimate happiness is really it will make you a better person for others. Yes, you know, like make your your take care of yourself, and then take care of others because you took care of yourself. You're going to be an even better human being, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred. percent thank you and that's something that I've had to learn as well like I uh, I kept a lot of what I was enduring private Um, Mm -hmm. not even my family had any idea and I think the hardest part was uh, sharing that with them right Mm -hmm. Um, also um, I went through three years of in vitro fertilization and it wasn't really talked about uh, my ex-husband didn't want to even talk about it. He didn't want people to know, right? Because he saw it like as a failure. And um, mm-hmm. and I I think it's incredibly important to talk about because that was an incredibly challenging part of my life as well because mm-hmm. it was the first time that I had really um, experienced adversity because I'm so used, I'm such a goal-oriented, focused person, right? This is my goal. This is how I'm going to get there. And I'm going to mm-hmm. do steps A, B, C, and I'm going to achieve D. And mm-hmm. that was not happening. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what am I doing wrong, right? I know. And, um, Females was, do that. We are like, oh, it's me, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'm the broken one, right? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I thank my lucky stars that it did not come to fruition because my guardian angels, oh, I make her work so hard. But she knew. She knew that there was a better plan for me. <laughs> So that's, um, that's, I, I think like a forever <sighs> sigh of relief. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. And, and of course, you know, this is something truly honest being about it and, and thinking about it that we sometimes as females, we seek the blame in ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So where we are like oh. something must be wrong. So I went to school with pre-med mm-hmm. and and then um, I realized that I wanted to be on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rather than um, fixing people, quote unquote, fixing <laughs> people, I wanted to be preventative. And Love so it. that's why I, I really persevered the nutrition aspect and uh, fitness. So, oh, yeah. Let's talk maybe a little bit, and that might also be inspiring to all the other females or males that I'm maybe joining in here today. Who are your influencers or people that have supported you over the years? Um, who has been your biggest influencers? Um, 
Well, I wish you could all meet my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> she is unfortunately no longer with us. Um, okay. But she's she, probably watching from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Ex oh, without, without a doubt. Uh, my <laughs> mom's mom, uh, Frances, but she, we all called her Graham Fran for the longest time. I thought that was her name. And then I realized it was shortened from Grandma Fran to Graham Fran, you know. Um, she was an incredibly intelligent, incredibly strong, driven individual who didn't take SHIT. <laughs> I don't know if I can swear on here. Um, Good. So she's just you got that from her <laughs> yeah 100% but she always remained graceful and um was very respectful and mm -hmm. you know I think that her poise was unshakable and I really admired that and and plus she was just cool like she was just like a super cool rad independent grandma and granted you know, uh, my grandpa, who I was also equally close with, um, was amazing, you know, but she had her own independent life as well, which was mm -hmm. very rare in the 40s and 50s, you know, but um, she always told me, like, have your own finances, have your own uh, checking account, make sure that you can support yourself. And, you know, like, those are really important lessons that we need to be reminded of, um, because you never know. You know, you never know. So, yeah, she was yeah. Always, always there. And then I just feel really fortunate that I have an amazing mother, of course, who just continued to share that love and share that support. Um, my parents were, I always say, very laissez-faire. They let me kind of just do, run around and do whatever. And then if I messed mm -hmm. up, I'd have to come back and be like, so, I, I messed up. Good <laughs> and failure. Figure out, you know, lesson, yeah. Some way to, uh, to work, at, work it out. Um, and then... Here in New York City, I am blessed with an amazing, absolutely amazing group of female friends. Um, mm -hmm. And they're all uh, a force to be reckoned with in their own way. And when we come together, it's just magic. And um, I think that's one of the things that I love most about being here in New York City, um, mm -hmm. because I feel like I have this, like, this network you know and that's really powerful um and it feels really good to have them here in my life in, in the city but just in my life directly for um hollis with regard to what she has planned in the future about those cute shoes <laughs> she was showing us earlier yes to survive the speed project would be goal number one um <laughs> and then uh lance and i are running um the leadville 100 in august oh wow so that's the 100 mile trail race in Colorado. Um, oh, wow. And so in between now and then, I'll be doing a lot of running. Um, <laughs> and then maybe some more running with a side of running. Um, and so we'll be doing a lot of like 50Ks and 50 milers around New York City that we can drive to for weekends. Mm -hmm. So don't worry, I'm not going to wear I'm still going to be on mirror. <laughs> still going to be teaching my classes um, and, you know, being really strategic with my schedule as far as recovery days, strength days, running days, um, and then just making sure that I am um, sleeping enough <laughs> and eating enough. So maybe and of course, you know, the, I know that nutrition is a really important aspect. We talked yep. about superpower earlier. What's your go-to workout snack? I get that question a lot. So what is your secret there? It depends upon the workout that I'm doing. Oh, it really does. So um, yeah. thank you, Laura. Um, so whew, like if I'm strength training, 
I need fuel. Like I can feel a difference when I'm on the floor. Um, if I have not eaten enough, I just don't have the ability to lift like what I want to lift. Um, mm -hmm. I can I can run on you know six miles or so in an empty stomach and feel fine. Not maybe not like a, like an easy run, you know. Um, and I'm working on my long run nutrition. That's been something I've struggled with, just finding things that settle with my stomach. Uh, GI mm -hmm. issues can be a little bit challenging on longer runs. Mm -hmm. um, I ate a lot of bananas. I love fruit. So like before a run or before a workout, usually some sort of bananas included some sort of like nut butter of some sort. So like my smoothie usually includes protein powder, bee pollen, um, green powder from vibrant health, nut butter. I throw in additional strawberries for additional vitamin C and just kind of like boost the base that daily harvest provides. And that mm -hmm. way I know that I started my day with at least like 35 to 40 grams of protein. Granted it's mm -hmm. vegan, but it's still protein and, mm -hmm. uh, fruits and vegetables. So awesome. I start my day yeah. with a smoothie too. And of course, um, you are born in California, so the strawberries yeah. have to go in there, right? Like <laughs> <Yes>. Prerequisite. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah. California I love it. That sounds super simple. Any questions for Hollis? I'm kind of like looking through the comments. Yep. What are your thoughts on intermittent uh, fasting? That's a really good question. I think it depends upon the individual. So okay. it works really well for some people. Mm -hmm. um, if you've ever had uh disordered eating i would say mm -hmm. don't do it um mm -hmm. but if if you haven't experienced any sort of disordered eating you can always try it the whole idea is to uh limit you know the number of calories that you're consuming over that day or perhaps over that week and that's why most people do it some people say that it gives them more energy um it just depends on the on the individual you know mm -hmm. and if you try it consistently for three or four or five days and it works really well for you, then great. Maybe that works for you. But remembering that every body is so distinctly different, right? Like our, and what works for one individual is not going to work necessarily for another individual. And mm -hmm. so that's why I'm always really passionate to say like, you have to be your own scientist and do your own studies and um, try it out. Right? Like, there's no harm in trying something out to see if it gets if it gives you the results that you want. Um, and if you find that it works with your lifestyle, great, you know, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and if it doesn't work, or if you feel forced, or if you feel uncomfortable, if you're like, Oh, I have to do that. Don't do it. Why? Like, you know, you know, it's like you want you want healthy lifestyle choices to become part of your life. Um, and otherwise it just becomes a burden and then mm -hmm. you don't like why why take on another burden there's enough that, that we all have to deal with yeah and wellness is really also about as the word says feeling well so you yes. don't really feel like it's a chore it needs to yeah. be something that gives you that joy and that happiness right you feel well it's it's part of working out is that happiness that you get afterwards if you don't oh, those endorphins are amazing exactly <laughs> that, yeah that's what i listen to when i run okay mm -hmm. when i'm running slow easy miles uh most of my running like 80 percent of my running is zone two very slow very easy miles i wear a heart rate monitor i do everything heart rate based um mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm following very specific training programs so right now it's it's to build 
mitochondria. So I'm like building this really strong foundation that I can then utilize in my ultras. So um, a lot of slower music. If I listen to fast music, then I'm tempted to run fast and that defeats the whole entire purpose of the run. Um, and I love podcasts. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. And then um, I listen to audible books, audiobooks. And right now I just started uh, the Will Smith autobiography. And oh, it's, it's so good. I just read it. It's so good. And it's 16 hours. So I was like, that will get me through like a good chunk of training. And I only listen to it on long run days. So like this Perfect. Saturday, I have to run uh, 14 miles and then Sunday, no, I run 16 this Saturday and eight this Sunday. So I know that I'm going to like, I save it for the weekend so I can like mm -hmm. have something to look forward to when I'm uh, on those longer, longer mm -hmm. distances. If I'm doing speed, oh, you better believe it's like hard hitting EDM, super aggressive. I also love like heavy metal. So sometimes it's a Metallica, sometimes it's a tool. Um, anything to get me like ramped up and, mm -hmm. uh, and in the mood to turn my legs over quickly and push through. Cause like, those are hard. I mean, it's uncomfortable. It feels horrible. I want to die and mm -hmm. you just got to do it. So the music yeah. helps. Putting your yeah. mind into it. Um, yeah. So I saw this earlier. How do you stay so motivated? Um, motivation ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. uh, I am focused on consistency. Like I, I keep, like a day planner, right? Like this. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, and this actually hasn't been color coded yet, but I always write in my work schedule. Then I write in my other obligations, like my personal clients. And those usually get highlighted one color. Then I schedule in my workouts because I'm very specific once again with my workouts, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I even write in rest days and those are all highlighted in different colors. Mm -hmm. And then when I've done those things that are here, I actually physically draw a line through or check it off. Um, mm -hmm. That sense of satisfaction is excellent motivation for me. I, I thrive off of that. Mm -hmm. And so that works really well for me. I am someone who does well with uh, a regimen and this helps me stay regimented and it helps keep me calm. If my world gets a little thrown off and I feel a little like unsure of where I'm supposed to go or what I'm supposed to do, it, it gives me a little bit of anxiety. So I found that this really helps kind of anchor me down a lot. Um, and it's also my job. Like I, I want to, like when I, when I told the line of a race, I want to step up to that race knowing that I've done all that I could do to prepare. Mm -hmm. And um, I know the feeling from experience of stepping up to the line, going, oh shit, I did not do the training I needed to do, right? And then you're in the race and you're like, yeah, I should have, should have been better about this or maybe I shouldn't have gone out to that party or maybe I, sh you know, like, and you kind of learn. <laughs> yeah. And then that helps also uh, maintain the consistency just because I've had uh, those non-consistent experiences, shall we say. But I've always, I've always been someone to follow, follow a planner. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that started in like, honestly, elementary school, like six, fifth, fifth grade, sixth grade, awesome. junior high, all the way through, like, it, you know, it, I can't get rid of it. <laughs> and I love that it's a paper planner, so you have it right in front of your eyes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I, I think I remember things better when I write it out than I can see it. Like, I still, mm -hmm. 
uh, Sunday evening is when I do my like Google calendar, desk calendar matchup to make sure that it's all in sync. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do like the little reminders. Hey, Hollis, 30 minutes, you know, that's great. But otherwise, yeah, I use, I use my planner. Um, any type of motivation to find healthy foods more accessible or how can we make it easy? Um, control what you can control. So you can, you okay. control what comes into your house. Okay. Um, and so I think how you stock your cabinets, how you stock your fridge mm -hmm. is, is part of setting yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if you have prepped foods, whether it's like cut up vegetables or cut up carrots, have those front and center in a glass container in your fridge so that you see them so that it's easy to grab um mm -hmm. also i think having like those quick easy things like in the freezer is really helpful mm -hmm. or in the cupboard is really helpful um and then i think that mindset's a big part of it as well um a little shift of verbiage takes practice but i think it can be incredibly powerful so rather than ah oh, man i can't eat and i never like to use that mm -hmm. i tried to go out of that right like i can't eat that chocolate cake instead say i I'm choosing to eat half of the chocolate cake or I'm choosing mm -hmm. to eat a bowl of raspberries instead of the chocolate cake. So you're empowering yourself. So I always, I always believe I'm empowering somebody to make like, a decision for themselves um, and try to take out the restriction, uh, try to take out the can. Um, mm -hmm. And, I, and I, I hate to label food as good or bad. Food is food, food is fuel. Um, and so thinking about um, how you can kind of change the words that you use because it impacts you, but also those around you. Mm -hmm. So um, those around us, especially little people are sponges, right? And they hear a, a lot of our self-talk. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's like a little check-in, like, would I ever want, would I ever say that to a friend? Would I ever say that to a family member, you know, and, and just kind of thinking about um, who's listening. Yeah, and, and certainly whenever you say, oh, I can't eat that, your mind has a lot of power about this too. So I always say whenever you want to change your lifestyle, think about adding. Yes. Right? Yeah, adding. And, like, and crowding, that's another, that's, I think I love that because I always say that too. It's like you want to crowd those things out, right? Yes. Like you fill, mm -hmm. you fill in with those nutritious things like the apple or the pear or the apricots. Or, once again, see, I love fruit. I can eat fruit. All. I'm a, basically a monkey. Um, so, so then like you, you've eat so much of that, you don't want the rest, right? You know, mm -hmm. like, I think that's a, a really excellent point. Yeah, they had a, that idea of crowding it out. Yeah. Yeah, because then you really, you more, and, and of course, fruit has that magic power to where you just feel healthier, just like a workout. It's all of a yeah. sudden, like, I know when, when I got married, my husband at the beginning really had to change his nutrition. And <laughs> he said all these salads. And then all yeah. of a sudden he said, I feel better. That's like, oh, <laughs> all these salads after all, right? <laughs> Have you read Fiber Fuel by Dr. B? For all you on here, I can't recommend that book enough. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like important to know that when you are starting to, if you are starting to shift your diet, like adding more fiber, like eating more salads or adding more beans or adding more vegetables, a lot of people say, oh, mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't agree with me, right? Mm -hmm. But oh, yeah. Just, wow, like, yeah. 
just like you train your body, right? You can't just yes. walk into the gym mm -hmm. and pick up a 500 pound dumbbell. You have to work your mm -hmm. way up to it. Mm -hmm. You have to train your gut microbe Very to smart. be able to digest those nutrients because you have the microbes in your gut based upon the food that you eat. So if exactly. you don't eat fruits and vegetables, you don't have the microbes. Mm -hmm. So then when you eat it, it, it doesn't break down as quickly and then you get the fermentation and you get gassy, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah. I get really gassy. So yeah. introduce new foods, especially really fibrous foods, cauliflower, beans, you know, broccoli, cabbage, right? Introduce just little bits sparingly and start to build up your gut, your gut microbe. Then you can start to add in a little bit more and then you can start to add a little bit more and then and then that's when you really start to crowd out those unhealthy foods right mm -hmm. uh, and and a lot of research has been done and i'm sure you know this as well that the the, the gut microbe influences cravings so let's say you're like mm -hmm. oh, i have the worst chocolate craving because your microbes are like give me chocolate give me chocolate give me chocolate mm -hmm. <laughs> right so then we eat it and we get the ah oh, i got what i wanted so you just kind of have to like nudge them out a little bit <laughs> i totally yeah. agree because it's i mean your body is what you eat and if that's just the diet that you have it's going to be expecting that so it's also your habits right so yeah breaking down the habits and i know we talked about book uh we always um message each other about books so one of yeah. my really favorite books is the atomic habit book right mm. where you're really breaking it down into making these micros little changes maybe yeah. adding more fruit slowly and over time it will become part of your habits yep any yep. questions i'm scrolling through the comments here so um, meal preparation is helpful I plan to, so we got lots of planners here. Um, Love that it. Of, that I kind of thinking about this. And, and clearly this is also something that just like with eating and starting slowly to change your diet, it's maybe also with the workouts because I have sometimes people that say, I'm going to come here every day to your classes because I'm a fitness instructor. And I tell them, I don't know that you should come every day. That's maybe... <laughs> Take some rest days. They're really important for you. Would maybe just start with one or two times per week. And then you can take some walks. And then, you know, you actually make it a habit instead yeah. of setting yourself up for failure where you can't come every day. 100%. I think that's uh, very important to, to remind people of as well. And also when people are trying to make um, major shifts, it's, it's really challenging to change a lot of things all at once. So just pick yes. that one thing, focus on that. And, 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 and ha like you said, make that habitual. And then, and then you can add in another one and then you can, mm -hmm. you know, add in another one or whatever it may be. But yeah. um, it's important. It's important to also look at like your whole day. Like what is, how much do you move your whole day? Mm -hmm. You know? And I mean, just kind of like, seeing also we all have good days where things fall in place easier and maybe you can work out and then on the next day we'll just pick it back up and don't think oh I failed because I didn't work out it's all right we just yeah. all have that where it was maybe a challenge to get things done what other questions oh I was just yeah. gonna say today for example I my day got out of hand the schedule got totally shifted uh, mm -hmm. and I didn't get my four miles in it's okay. I'm, I'm not going to die. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, you look quite happy. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And I, and I know that 
my next run is going to be even stronger because my body's going to be even more rested. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes me excited. I know my legs are going to feel really good when I have to take on those 16 miles on Saturday morning. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be nice because Friday's always a rest day. So I always mm -hmm. take that off. Yeah. Love it. And of course, yeah. you have that amazing Will Smith book to listen to. I do. <laughs> Any thoughts on cravings? Um, how to not give in or do you? Cravings. <laughs> um, I think I've gotten much better about it. I think understanding why I'm having a craving. Um, usually if I'm craving something crunchy, it's usually because I'm anxious. If I'm craving something sweet and, and like pudding-y, softy, if you will. Uh, that's not really mm -hmm. a word, but you get it. Um, then I know it's like, I just, I need like a hug or I need some love. So like understanding what, um, what I really need. Um, mm -hmm. And if I'm feeling hungry, I'm like, gosh, I just ate, but I'm feeling hungry. I'll start with some water because usually I'm thirsty because <laughs> I'm always sweating. And mm -hmm. so I know I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a little dehydrated. But if, you, if you've kind of checked in and You've, you're hydrated, you feel, you feel like you're really good, go ahead and have a little bit. Like, there's no harm in that, you know? Give yourself a little, a little love and, like, appreci appreciate the moment and feel really good mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that being present is really important. So in my research, I always really emphasize that the connection between your mind and your gut because yes. clearly, and it sometimes helps even if it's individually wrapped and along the... Mm -hmm the joy about unwrapping it and how it's mm -hmm. easy you put it in your mouth and then really savoring it and maybe eating it with your friends so you're getting that social stimulation and this stimulation of your body enjoying it um and yeah. not just mind mindless snacking so exactly it's so making it more of a ritual send hollis any questions let me know if you have any questions we really appreciated her time here because i know you're super busy Thank you so much for inviting me to uh, join you today. It's been so much fun. <laughs> Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That's it for today's episode of the Happy Healthy Hustle podcast. Today was actually a special podcast. We had a 2022 Instagram Live with Hollis Tattle. And today we listened to the shortened edited audio version of this amazing interview with this superstar that is also teaching on the Lululemon Studio. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. And remember, health, happiness and productivity are all interconnected and we need to prioritize all three to reach our full potential. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.